Happy Thursday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host. I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. And Chris, we're into uh, the frozen hot dog minute of this show. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's uh, it's interesting seeing this. Uh, we've we've solved the the one problem with uh, uh well, n- numerous problems with getting uh, uh, getting the oxygen working and getting that you know carbon dioxide cleared out. And now they're talking about doing another mid course correction, which uh, this is this actually happened. They they had to uh, make a course adjustment uh, to make sure that they were in the right reentry profile. They were coming in a little shallow, and uh, they have a two degree corridor. It has to go between five and a half. And seven and a half degrees, uh, which is where you get the proper heating on the uh, on the heat shield, and uh, you're not coming in too steep and burning up, or not coming in too shallow that you bounce off the atmosphere and then go back off into a, another, you know, <laughs> you wind up in orbit around the sun or something. So, uh, kind of critical to do this. And anybody who's ever played with a uh, Kerbal understands the uh, the issues involved with reentry. Um, I've seen my my friend and former roommate kill many a people in Kerbal because of this. So. <laughs> uh, have you ever tried Kerbal? It's it's oh yeah, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of it's, fun. It's great. I mean, I think I learned. I think I learned more in Kerbal. I, there's a XKCD uh, cartoon about uh, like a graph of how much you learn if you're going to school to learn about uh, orbital <laughs> mechanics, and then an afternoon with uh, KSP. <laughs> so, so what's really funny is. Uh, 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 Charlie Precord was talking to us one time about it, and he mentioned this, you know, a, a theory or, or a procedure he was working on uh, or had done in the shuttle. And he was talking to Tom, and Tom was kind of like, yeah, I kind of understand that. It was kind of like in Kerbal. And Charlie was just kind of quiet and just smiles, and he's like, it's exactly like that. <laughs> you know, so, so, yes, that program uh, is far-reaching. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just amazing. I mean, the more I... I I stay away from it now because I could. Oh, it's you one of those things. Days. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh wait, no, I've got. To, I just got to add some more. More. It needs more reaction control systems, and I'm not <laughs> dealing with the landing as well. And so, yeah, it's it's terrible. You suddenly become NASA. Um, but uh, just a wonderful. I, I think it's done more for uh, extreme STEM uh, students than <laughs> any other program <laughs> out there. Uh, anyway, it's uh, there. What what they're talking about here is they've got to do a mid-course correction. And we've talked about this before, the mid-course correction. Uh, if you picture, well, if you picture you're like in an elevator and you have this narrow two-degree shaft that you've got to fall down, well, they're coming in outside the elevator shaft. So obviously when you're firing uh, thrust, it, they don't have a lot of thrust, maybe 700 pounds, but it's enough at the top of a uh, it's kind of like cracking a whip. If you do it at uh, the further up you do it uh, on the, on the whip, uh, the the wider the crack uh, the, the cracking of the whip happens at the uh, at the bottom of the curve. So they want to do this as early as possible and just make a, a little you know 15 30 second burn uh, to get either left or right of uh, of where their their entry corridor is. And of course you have to be. It, it doesn't have to be extremely precise, but you have to get it in the general direction. You make sure that you're pointed in the, the right way. 
and uh, they're told at the beginning. I mean, usually they do this with the uh, with the computer that's on board the uh, command module. But of course, the command module is powered down; they can't use that, so they have to use uh, the lunar module to make all their calculations. And uh, on the lunar module, they have uh, two separate control systems: the AGS and the PINGS system. Uh, and the uh, the Apollo guidance system, the AGS system, uses a lot a lot less power than the PINGS system. So uh, they're going to have to, if they were going to power up a computer, they'd use AGS, and they. In real life, they did use AGS for uh, portions of this because you need you need the AGS fired up so that you can use the thrusters that are uh, are controlling the burn and and pointing you where you need to go. But as for navigation, uh, you know it, 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 the inertial uh, measurement system using the gyros that takes too much power, so they couldn't use it. And uh, and here, you know, they're they're finding out that they're going to have to do it by hand. And use the uh, the sun and the earth and the moon to uh, calculate where uh, where to fire, uh, and we'll talk about that in more on uh, tomorrow's episode. But that's uh, basically what they're going to have to do is without without a computer, you, you basically turn the uh, the lunar module into a giant sextant, and if you're pointing at the right stars, in this case, or, or the celestial bodies like the uh, terminator of the earth, the limb of the earth uh, that they're coming up on, they're seeing it as kind of a crescent. Uh, and uh, you keep the moon in another uh, in another direction, you can uh, uh, get a, a good rough eyeball of where you're aiming the uh, the thrust that's coming out of the uh, descent stage engine. So a uh, fascinating fascinating thing to ponder, and something that you know they had considered doing uh, naked eye uh, adjustments of uh, to to do. Uh, uh, different burns, and this is this has been going on since the Mercury days. So it's, this is nothing, not really new ground, uh, but uh, it's it, it's always been as an experiment, not as a, a life saving procedure to get home. It's amazing to me that they're hand flying it like you would an aircraft at that point, though. Yeah, it's a VFR all the way. So, <laughs> um, it yeah, it, it's it's astonishing how how much how much they can do with this. But everything, you know, everything applies. Like, like they said in an earlier episode, uh, Isaac Newton's in the uh, at the controls, and uh, that's pretty much how it is. There's very, it's very simple. They they have, uh, you know, it's it's the same forces that operate on with an aircraft, except there's no wind, and you've got uh, you've got drag and uh, you've got uh, gravity, uh, and uh, changing changing any of those states, ch- changing any of the states of the direction that you're traveling will affect the entire system. So uh, they just have to make sure that they're adding the appropriate amount of uh, pressure, you know, of, of, rea- of action to uh, come up with the appropriate uh, reactions, which is getting a little bit tighter on that, uh, on that ever-widening cone that's, uh, that's appearing in front of them as they're approaching the Earth. Kind of like uh, an airplane, you want to make sure you're not over-controlling it, you know, appropriate inputs. Right, yeah, and, and much like... Uh, much like an air uh, an aircraft when you're when you're coming in on final you're you're aiming at an ever tightening cone and at, you know when you're when you're a couple of miles out it can be kind of sloppy but you don't ha- as you get lower closer to the ground you don't have as much room to maneuver and there's le- it's less forgiving uh, as you get closer and closer to the ground um, I think that's that's a common term in uh, in 
piloting is that uh, altitude is your friend. The higher up you are, the the, the more wiggle room you have. <laughs> That's true. The bigger blanket uh, for recovery you have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's uh yeah not an unfamiliar thing to uh, to those with uh, uh who've done piloting in our in our listening audience. I love the hot dog reference too, since we found those notes about the proper way to eat a hot dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's it's you know and, and it really happened. I mean, gosh, you think they're in thirty eight degrees, and what what happens to a hot dog is happening to them. <laughs> so, yeah. Just uh, I I never thought of that as a as an appropriate space food, but uh, I guess they you know I mean ever since uh, I guess they're already cooked really like you just have to kind of warm them up. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a really small uh, piece of bologna. Uh, <laughs> It's um you know that's this is completely off off track but I've always I have never been able to find out and I've asked people at, who work at delicatessens what a thing of bologna is called if you you know the thing that they slice the big tube a log of bologna <laughs> a log a yeah a cask a I don't know a you know a container of and all those things like uh, like chicken or ro- you know what, what do you call one thing of salami and they yeah. just said it. They just check off how many salamis do you want, and it, it, it's like it's it's a name unto itself. So it's always bothered me that there's no general term for those individual uh, packages. But someday somebody will come out with a word for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a there's not really that much going on with this uh, uh, with, with this particular um, uh, minute. I, I do uh, one of the things that that is brought up in this. In this minute that uh, we talked about over the uh, previous couple of days, is that they had to, because Swigert was now living in the lunar module with them, uh, they didn't have everybody on uh, comms. So, any time you know whoever was on duty had the headset on, and uh, and then the other you know the other pilot could have the other headset uh, for, for the you know the uh, the pilot and the commander listening in. So they they didn't have enough headphones to listen and they didn't have a, an overhead speaker so that anybody could hear so uh, uh swigert was literally out of the loop because he couldn't hear what was being said from the ground and uh uh hayes had to relay everything to him because he couldn't hear it so it's a it's interesting you know it's very accurate and yeah uh, that's just, interesting just something we don't think about i've i've been on um i've I, I, I've been on a couple of general aviation flights where you have uh, everybody has uh, their uh, David Taylors on, <laughs> except for <laughs> except for uh, for one per you know one person who winds up with just a, a you know earphones or something something <laughs> that was taken off the table saw at home because they didn't have an extra headset so somebody's <laughs> in the back and couldn't hear what's you know what all the discussions were. <laughs> Like wah wah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you get sitting in the but I want to hear no. no. Uh, it's uh, yeah it it's um it, that's I I wish there were more to this minute but we're we're gonna talk some more about uh, mid course corrections tomorrow so I think I think what we can do is let, let's uh let's let's wait for t- wait, we'll finish up the week tomorrow and talk more about the the physics of of all this but we we'll do that but uh for folks who want to talk more about this particular minute and have other insights that we've missed uh please reach out to us on the social media you know all the places to go apollo 13 minute uh mission control on facebook or at apollo 13 minute on twitter uh, if you're listening to this, we're 99 minutes in already. So, oh my gosh, almost 100. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna watch the odometer click over tomorrow. So, 
<laughs> very, very exciting. A very full. If you bring up our menu on uh, on Apple Podcasts, it just keeps going and going and going, just like it does at our big site, Apollo13Minute.com. You can just keep scrolling down through all the previous um, minutes. And uh, when we're done, when we finally get to the the, the hundred and 35th minute, I think, or 140, wow. around there. When we finally get there, and it's coming up, we're com- we're almost into the last half hour. So uh, when we finally get to that, I think I'll switch it around on the website so that it starts at one, so people don't have to keep scrolling down so they can start the show. <laughs> but right now, right up on the up on the top of it, if you go to Apollo13Minute.com, uh, the latest show will be there, and it shows up there hot and fresh every morning, Monday through Friday. Um, but thanks for joining us here today. It looks like we're coming up on uh, Lost of Signal in about 30 seconds. So we will see you here tomorrow as we finish up the week on the Apollo 13 Minute.